Hello, and welcome back to the Double Radio Gamescast. As always, I am your host, Ryan, and I'm joined today by my lovely cohort of co-hosts, Alex. Hello. Wyatt. Hello. And surprised Brett. Hello. I'm never here. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the surprise now. Yeah, the surprise is that all four of us are here, finally. Um, it's been a hectic couple weeks, so we're back. We're back in the groove. We've been playing some Game Pass games, and we want to talk about them. Is that right? This no, massive outpouring perhaps. of cheer. Right. Great. I'm what excited to see to who start. goes first if it's not me. <laughs> I keep double checking my notes to make sure I actually played all of them and didn't imagine. It's, it sounds like actually <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really funny. I, I want to say like it's I'm really missing one. It's it's really funny because we're all being kind of like low energy at the moment, but this is probably the best batch of like Game Pass games, like the most oh, yeah. consistent yeah. quality, like. We didn't have anything that didn't work this time. I think that's the that's real true. thing. We did not have any non-guns. <laughs> yeah, we often have played games that just don't really function. Didn't happen this time. Uh, but hey, if people who only listen to the mainline podcast, uh, this is a transfer over from the separate side thing called Game Pass Games Club. It's now part of the main podcast just because it's hard to coordinate when we don't have a set recording time for it because we were just kind of doing it whatever. So now it's just going to be once a month on the main show. So this is our July one. We'll have one in August and then we'll, we'll go from there. Does that sound good? Everyone happy with that? Great. Yeah. Begun the integration process. Yep. Warned. Interlinked. Any, any like interlinking. When when things like God of War come out and whatnot, and inevitably one to four of us want to talk about them in a lengthier format, we will ha still have like regular games clubs that will be those. God of, those. God of War, never heard of her. That took you <laughs> don't, so long. Don't know, don't know what that is. I'm really tired. Okay, I was up <laughs> until okay. like six a.m. last night. I'm I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I built IKEA furniture all day yesterday, so we're in. <laughs> we're, we're in the uh, the space of everyone being a little bit tired and exhausted, which is always a fun state of mind to record these in. Uh, yeah, we played some Game Pass games. I'm going to kick us off with a discussion of our first game, and we're just going to go around the table after that and talk about all of them. We're not going to talk about games news for these episodes, because that's not fun. So Screw that. <laughs> Get it out. That. All the that's bad stuff that happened this week, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> It's time for it's time for personal opinions and experiences on things we've yep. actually played. Hey, this is also where I put the the disclaimer. Look, just because we don't like something doesn't mean it's bad. That's if you like something that we don't like, that's fine. You're and likely going to find that we disagree with each other on multiple games every Our... time we do this. Our opinion is more correct than yours, but you know, that's <laughs> fine. No, I'm kidding. I'm I kidding, wouldn't kidding. recommend basing your entire personality off of hating the things we like. No. Or and if you it. want to yep. know why we like or dislike the things we like, you should go back to that one episode we did in like April that where we said basically why we, we yeah, say these things. That I, I believe is currently one of the pinned clips from that is the channel trailer so oh, what was the title was that the personal bias episode? that was the climate of games i think is what we called it yes oh um, the gamer psychoanalysis yeah it was like yeah. that was the updated title yeah, yeah. my favorite it's type of one. essay all right i'm gonna kick us off and we're gonna talk a little bit about lost and random this is a new the newest game on this list i believe uh that ea put out i want to mm. say early this year late last year 
it's been a while because I remember this is one of those games that I think Wyatt and I were like super into when we saw it on e- at E3 and then just completely forgot about <laughs> for the entire duration until well after it was out. Um, that that tends to happen around those kind of events, though. It's like you, you get excited so cool about things. something, you see so many cool things, and then you, you just poof, it just completely disappears. It gets yeah. lost in random, one might say. You could say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this is a, a unique little game that I think the best way to describe this is if anyone has played the old From Software games, Lost Kingdom, <laughs> one and two. In random. Uh, yeah, same title too. Um, on the GameCube, it's a game where you run around with cards and summon things that, well, in this case, you don't fight for you, at least not that I've found so far, but you create weapons and whatnot that you fight with. It's a cool little system, uh, but this is way more of a narrative thing than I had pinned it as, um, at least in terms of like when when someone tells me they're making a dice-based deck-building card game action thing my mind goes to roguelike i think that's just because of things like slay the spot basically making that a a very common genre grouping but yeah i I did not expect this to be as narrative as it is Uh, i think i came away from this feeling most like this was almost in the vein of something like psychonauts uh at least in game space yeah but yeah i i really enjoyed my my I want to say hour and a half with this so far. This is one of the two from our list that I think I am going to end up finishing, just because Lost and Random has been very charming so far, and it also has kept the pace up for something story-based to where I, I don't feel like I'm treading water, uh, mm-hmm. which is often a problem in games, because like, large chunks of Lost and Random's opening bits are you walking around and talking to people, mm-hmm. which when the trailers for this game when I have this cool like action combat system, you might go, huh... Where's that? There's a lot of talking. <laughs> a lot of talking. Lot I just talking. I played that at the very start in the tutorial, but then none of that's here. What do you do? Where where'd my game go? <laughs> where'd but, the game go? Where'd the game go? Uh, this, I don't think that's how it ends up feeling. I, I think this has treaded the line very well between getting you started quick enough and not um, still having things to surprise you with down the line. I do think the, uh, the way the tutorial was done, which basically it drops you in the I assume, from how far I am in the game, this is like the past of the queen that is currently in the game. Yeah, it's a flashback. Uh, That shows you some past events of the game. And you get to play out a little combat encounter, which is cool, but you don't get any instruction. It does the thing that you don't... They don't tell you anything when you're dropped in, which is fine, until like midway through it. And then you just don't engage with the combat for like 45 minutes after that. And I think that created a bit of a problem where it's information overload and then nothing. Yeah. which can be an issue. I don't think it was a huge issue here just because the combat system's not that complicated when they give it back to you. Um, they do a good job of kind of explaining things, but it did mean that at least if you play this game, you're going to get to see what the gameplay is like very early, so you'll know if you like it pretty quickly. Maybe give you a little taste of what's to come. They don't do the JRPG right. thing of hiding the combat for the first hour. <laughs> three hours, yeah. Three hour to three hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious what everyone else has thought about this. This I, is... for for me. This is this is the game I played the the longest ago. I forget exactly when I played it, but it's been it's been a while. 
So I don't remember it as good as I do the other ones, but I remember, like you said, it was very charming. And I think the aesthetic for it is, it's unique in that there's not like a buzzword to describe it. Yeah. Uh, like things kind of look like they're made out of like clay. Almost. It's very, I mean, you can kind of just like look at it and, and words like, British come to mind. Um, Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas I was, is probably the I was yeah, thinking, yeah. kept getting. I also got some sock puppet feel. As well, well, I was playing. I was thinking a combination of Psychonauts, like was already mentioned, and also a bit of like Coraline. And if you just kind of like mm-hmm. smash those together, is is kind of what you get. I think they. Th- this isn't. There's a different game that's like actually being like the animations are being recorded and like claymation stop motion mm-hmm. stuff. But this game, I think they did make at least some of like the characters' environments and stuff like originally in like clay as actual figurines i feel like they did like a definitely a, makes sense a, yeah a vidoc about that for one of the one of the e3-esque events they showed a lot of uh, the harold talibut harold talibut yeah yeah harold talibut was good a lot of the environment is stuff that looks is like regular sized teapots converted into houses that these small people live inside and whatnot and yeah. you kind of have this like very uh honey i shrunk the kids loose tim burtonized aesthetic running through which i think ends up being very fun there is there is a very interesting sense of scale you get that is somewhat changes throughout the different worlds, but it's, it's you know first set on by you know like how big the dice are and then you know, the the distinguishable objects you can see in in the setting. It's like oh yeah, like like you were saying, that's a big teapot. Yeah, yeah. Also, the general right. texture of material too. What were you going to keep saying, Brett? As I cut you off. How dare you? Um. <laughs> But as like I said, it's been it's been a bit, but I did take some actually like legitimately good notes for once. Uh, so I'm remembering now um, this game. And this is not the only game that does something like this. Uh, and this is this is one of my uh, one of my detractors for this being uh, a perfect video game. Um, I am not a big fan of when I'm playing the video game and I have free will to do whatever I want within the game space. And they try to they try to they try to put a narrator over my head all the time. Mm. Shut up. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to do I know what the character wants to do because it should be what I want to do as the player anyway. And, you know, when you try to mix in some some wacky, unfunny dialogue in there as well, I, I, I was not a fa- I was not a fan of the narrating in this game from from what I can remember, especially it just kind of came off a little not like super cringy, but a little bit like, OK, where where's the option to turn this off so that I can just play the video game at my own pace and not be like, you know, if this is this isn't story time because the story being told like by like going into the the dream spaces and like seeing what the the main character like is actually seeing and like seeing the events happen in her past to mm-hmm. her sister or whatever and like that that is all very interesting and well done I don't think they needed narration for this at all because. Just the actual in-game storytelling was fine. Is there a mm-hmm. setting for the narrator? Because I think I feel like I remember there is the, in the narrator movie. joking about it. I don't think there is in this. You might be thinking of the Stanley Parable because the narrator does joke in uh, the Stanley okay. Parable about turning itself off. Um, Brett, I this I respect this opinion. Hard disagree. <laughs> oh. Now. I do agree. I think most games with narrators that I've played have not turned out... Actually, no. Only one that I've played with a narrator I haven't actively liked, which was Biomutant. The others, 
uh, Stanley Parable, Bastion, and whatnot. I've, I've generally liked the approach of narrators. I don't think Lost and Random does it as well as Bastion, especially, which I still it, think it is probably the gold standard. But. It definitely and, has charm, but it's not up there with the best. And to be honest, we have another game on this list that has a narrator that I think yeah. adds a lot more to the game than this one does. Yeah, and I can't also, wait to have an argument about that too. <laughs> so I, I think it doesn't like the narrator talking. in Lost no. and Random is really here to keep you moving forward a little bit and make sure that the player doesn't feel too lost because I do think this, this game has a little bit of I don't want to say baby's first adventure feel but a little bit of that where you can tell bit. this was not this game is, is has a combat system that's a little weird uh, and I think it knows that and it wants it to be approachable by a lot of people and so they designed it in a way where you have this narrator kind of hand holding you which I think is probably the part that you dislike the most, Brett, is that yes, the constant push forward that the narrator does. I don't necessarily like that part because I tend to fall on the side of I think Bastion's narrator works really well because he tends to wait until you've done something to then mm -hmm. comment on it. So that's the part that I liked about Lost and Random's narrator is there's still moments where if you go off the path and like go explore a side area, the narrator will sometimes comment and whatnot. Um, and uh, the, other thing well. oh, the other thing I'll add to it as well is there's a lot of the lot a lot of the presentation in this game is very like kind of weird looking children's book mm -hmm. children's storybook and so in that respect I actually like the narrator because it kind of added to that aesthetic a little bit there's a lot of moments where you're like turning pages and you're seeing these really interesting looking illustrations and stuff like that so I I think uh, it kind of increases that uh, that kind of feel for the there's a comment yeah, very the... early on that the narrator makes where he goes and everyone has their own narrator or something along those lines. I thought that was very <laughs> a cute little nod to it being an in-universe thing um, which I could believe with the setting that they built. So It's also another thing. One of the collectibles are pages from a storybook. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So it, it, has, it has a really nice theme that it constantly sticks with and I think everything in the game is of service to that theme. It doesn't... Mm -hmm. there's, there's a, so far as I've played, which is up until about the midpoint of freedom, um, it, everything still pretty much feels like really nicely on theme for each of the different areas. There's there's nothing too just completely out of whack um, as far as... You know, I did overwhelmingly goes. feel like while I was playing this, like I was playing a late PS2, early PS3 game. And that's a feeling that I so much appreciate. Um, just because I don't think this would have... The fact that this game came out of EA stuns me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Actively. Much like something well, else. Well, this is part of their, like, <laughs> detached indie program where they just kind of help fund things and then they leave it alone. Because if you remember, yeah. uh, Hazelight uh, games are also in that same realm. So you have mm -hmm. things like... Um, it takes two. Uh, it, it takes two, thank you. Or you have... Um, What's it called? Yarn or a th uh, thread? What's that? Oh, oh, that um, platformer game. Unravel. Unravel. Thank you. I was on the right track. <laughs> um, you you just have these like really cool, often visually striking indie games that are technically published by EA, but it has none of their fingerprints because they're so hands off with these projects. Yeah. And it's, yeah. They've it usually produces really, really. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that hasn't been received at least decently out of this program yeah because yeah, they get that at least like a little bit of that like production value to actually make mm -hmm. something out of their their 
their project. And, and marketing. It, yeah, yeah, that too. But like, I think especially in, in Lost in Random's case, like the one thing above all that it really has going for it is that like this game is just like super creative and it's very clear that like no one stepped in to be like, uh, that's not allowed. Stop doing that. Yeah, and, like, we can't clearly, do this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they, they just like they ran crazy with the whole like numbers and, and dice thing and like nothing else in my my vast expanse of knowledge is like that uh why are think... all these rocks made out of dice it doesn't make any sense get it, doesn't it out make of any here. sense <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, hey, it, you're, it, you're missing uh, several microtransactions we need to put those in <laughs> you imagine, like what even oh god it's a game called lost in random why don't we have random, random surprise mechanics <laughs> oh my god <laughs> It's Man. a dice loot box. <laughs> hey, dice are just loot boxes. Including in Lost Random, whenever you throw the dice, it's a little loot box. And you get to roll. <laughs> See if you true. get the good. Alex, My... you good? <laughs> you good? I have, I have another question for, I think, I don't, I don't know who else got further. No. Uh, but I, I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm also in, in the same boat as Ryan, where I played like an hour and a half, and that was pretty much it. But are you able to actually, like, like build a deck? Like actually, yeah. yeah I, can, I I'm not. And you can like cards appear, but they're all random, and you just have to pick from whatever things they throw at you. Yeah. Once you get oh, fifteen the only... cards, the random ones oh, you have yeah, at the start actually. are the ones that you picked up from the starter deck, essentially. Now, okay. to you can, my you understanding, also... oh, go ahead, Alex. You you can find some if you do certain side quests. Your your awarded cards, and you can also buy them from many decks. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, but I, and to my understanding, this game is relatively short. Uh, I, I think I've been told that it's between like seven to eight hours, or seven to ten hours, depending on how thorough you are. Again, I'm being very thorough, so I'm yeah, not yeah. super far. Um, what world have you made it to? I'm in Two Town right now, so uh. I, I'm not as far as you are, but I, I'm having a good, good fun with this game. I think it's enough to keep me playing the, through the whole way. I don't know how it's going to hold up. That's the one thing that I'm super curious about is if it keeps the like same energy level of the start and just like continues the the wacky storytelling all the way through because there's, there's like an early cutscene where a kid is having their birthday and it turns out on your twelfth birthday you get nabbed by giant uh, alien robot looking things and then you got to roll a giant dice that determines where you live. It feels very Game of Thrones or not Game of Thrones, uh, Hunger Games in how it oh, functions yeah. and. That cutscene was great. I I want more of that. So oh, that also the stylization of how uh yeah. wibbledy wobbledy that metallic structure was on the spider. Oh, that's that's oozing with style. Yeah, it's um, very fun. That does have, remind me. I oh, don't know. No, go for it. I have two things that I'd like to talk about. One of them is me mentioning the unfortunate downsides, and the other one that uh, for me and for someone with the the visual and head problems with the game. Uh, the the other one is uh, what was your favorite card in the deck to use so far? Oh, I love me some bombs. Uh, I, oh, you're a bomb guy. All right. Oh, big I, fan of bombs. <laughs> my my favorite card so far has been the giant mace. Uh, that mm. you can you know, nice heavy attacks and also spinning with it. You, just the the gy gyroscope. It's, yeah. It's the only thing I, I've thought actually feels relatively unsatisfying is the bow. Because it's very plinky 
uh it doesn't feel like you're aiming a bow it feels like you're aiming a little yeah. pea shooter um speaking of it, it, shooter. functionally it's fine but <laughs> in in gameplay it doesn't feel that great I do enjoy aiming for the uh, the crystal weak points with the with the slingshot though, and yet with the completionist bit, I'm I'm trying to find every single coin pot I possibly can. Yeah, and for people who who haven't played this, which is probably most people listening to this, uh, the way that combat in this works is when you're using you have this little slingshot, which is your default weapon. That's the only weapon you have when you enter combat. You then plink away at little crystals on the outside of enemies. Then you can send your little dice boy to go collect the energy. The dice boy will will then be able to be rolled, and you can collect energy based on what number you roll on a die, and then you get to play cards from your your deck that you have. And those cards do things like create a bomb <laughs> that you can then shoot with your shooter, or hit with another weapon, and it will explode, or heal you, or summon a weapon uh, that you get to use for a limited amount of time or a limited number of hits. And the cards have cost to them, like in sort yeah. of Hearthstone gameplay with you know you have this much energy to use based on the amount of it, crystals you've shattered it kind uh, of rem- it kind of reminds me of like if you're playing guardians of the galaxy but all mm-hmm. of your abilities are random <laughs> and you don't really you, you don't have like a set number mm-hmm. on like your d-pad or whatever it's just random abilities i mean if you're if yeah. you're like me half of your abilities are health potions <laughs> <laughs> It actually, to me, I, I think the closest modern combat system I've done played to this would probably be Xenoblade, just because Xenoblade has like that kind of build up this resource over time that you then use in this one moment to get like big damage out. Essentially, uh, I think that flow is very similar to how Xenoblade games tend to play, but a little bit faster play- pace because this is obviously like an action game and not a JRPG. Um, but yeah, the, the wildly similar thing is. Lost Kingdoms, incredible game. It is a GameCube gem that I highly recommend anyone go out of their way to try. Uh, where you just you summon cards and they create things that fight for you, and it's very similar to this in a the, good um, way. The 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 bad pits bits for me, unfortunately, and pretty much the only one that I've like that I think is mentioning because it could be a time ruiner for people. Mm-hmm. I've had to play this game in very short bursts. Like below mm. thirty minutes or so, uh, because you, in the combat parts and you know looking for all the coin bits, there's a lot of moving the camera around, or at least trying to. I've it, the camera is it, it has I feel like it has some strange acceleration to it, it and like it's it does. yeah there's it's some like a, acceleration it like it's to it it's a little bit it's very sticky and slippery at the same time mm-hmm. and there are different portions of when you're walking it'll just wrench control away from you. it's like no over this way no over this way and it's yeah. it's it's really nauseating unfortunately what, uh, I... con- what controls are you using what do you mean like keyboard and mouse or yeah uh, keyboard and mouse okay i, I, I was yeah feeling i'd something. maybe try with controller so i think the camera is a little better on controller i okay. i i i compare it to my experience playing uh star wars battlefront 2 <laughs> the new one where it just doesn't like it feels like the like dice forgot to make like how to make a, a shooting game at this one I, I i'm not haha this one i'm not as i'm not i really can't be mad because it's not like demanding like uh like competitive like plays from you mm-hmm. or anything it's just like mm-hmm. if you can hit the rocks it's fine but also at the same time like from certain distances it just feels like whatever like dead zone sensitivity setup they got with the sticks just did not 
It was just too too gummy. So this is why I'm a big proponent of have a dead zone menu in your game, even if no one tune it so people don't need to touch it, but have it there yeah. in case someone yeah. has an issue and then they can fix it, and that way no one gets mad. Um, yeah, I, I I agree that the dead zones are definitely a little weird here. It feels like the acceleration curve is like nothing, then very fast, then even faster, rather than having a nice ramp up. I. I wanted to ask you guys what you felt about, like, just uh, specifically character animations, because I I kept going back and forth. I was like, they feel kind of like a little stiff, a little um, clunky to me. And I and I I'm having such a hard time with does this fit this art style or not, because part of me wants more like rubbery kind of fluid animations but also it kind of fits the a lot of like the angular looks of everything i don't know i i go back and forth constantly i, I think i think it's a little off but it does fit it with I think know, a lot of clearly characters ha having the uh <laughs> yeah and a lot of that could be a budget thing too i i think 100 percent. this is everything's hand animated and there, there may be like a tiny bit of mocap and lips or something but everything here looks to be hand animated and that takes a lot of time mm -hmm. especially in a video game to, to get right, especially with the weird proportions that these characters have. Uh, all yeah. of them have different strange proportions, and so I imagine animating most of these characters as a nightmare. Um, yeah, I, I think they did the best with the time that they probably had to do it. And it, I yeah. wouldn't say it detracts from the game for me, but it is a thing where if you're expecting AAA quality animations here, keep in mind that this is a, a smaller team being yeah. published by EA and not EA proper. Um, and so it, it's good to have your expectations in check of like this is more indie to double A than a triple A level thing, and I think you'll probably be pretty happy with it. And not mm -hmm. to say I I mostly mo noticed the animations in like uh, dialogue scenes or cutscenes or something, mm -hmm. but like in gameplay, I feel like it's a lot better. Like specifically, I think run run cycles and stuff for the most part look pretty good. Um, Love the weapon animations are pretty good too. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. definitely. So yeah, it's not to say that all of them are bad, it's just there were occasional moments where I was like, eh. <laughs> Now, like, I do just, have one other gripe to add. Look, I'm a, I really dislike when there is forced slow walking in games when there doesn't... Like, I understand it if I'm walking with a character and they're talking to me and they're, they're walking at a pace that allows the full conversation that's preferred. to happen. That's preferred, but, actually. <laughs> but that doesn't happen in this game. Yeah. Like, it, there are... In, in all the things that you do need to listen to a conversation to, most of the time it, it does give you enough time to make sure it happens. Except for the start, when you are constantly like moving in and out of, of this small like house area to interact with things. If you leave the house, you immediately then start a cutscene that cuts off whatever audio was playing beforehand. Uh, and it forces you to walk very slowly in that area, despite you most of the time not talking to anyone. And so you're just kind of walking in silence for... A significant amount of time in that starter area, which I think just feels a little lame when they do have like a dash button that they let you use as soon as you leave that <laughs> that starting yeah. bit, which is just weird to me. I don't understand why that tutorial wasn't earlier because I think it, and the button just doesn't work before that. That's the the note here. You can't like mess with the controller and find the button and be able to go. No, 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 no. It doesn't work <laughs> until the tutorial plays. So. Yeah, I think that's just a little a confusing choice when it doesn't seem to have been made for dialogue. It just seems like they wanted to have the, the tutorial for dashing be later in the game, and I don't know why. Uh, 
we... yeah i think overall this was really fun i had a good time with it i think this is one of the ones that i plan on finishing yeah. relatively soon because i only started playing this game last week so i i have not had a ton of time with this but uh, i want to play a lot more of it because i think the dice system is very fun i'm i'm glad that this is probably a shorter thing because i playing assassin's creed valhalla been playing assassin's creed oh. valhalla for the last like two and a half three months i'm sorry oh, god i'm having a good time but i just i want it to be over <laughs> No, no, no. This is what I'm saying, Ryan. This is this is why I hate it now. I was enjoying myself, and then there was a certain point where I was like, "Why hasn't this ended yet?" It's not even that, that I wanted to where be over. Where's the pacing, and why is it? I just any? when you're making a game that long, I think you need to take the Skyrim approach of have. If someone wants to finish a quest line, let them finish that quest line very quickly. But instead, what happens is the the main quest line in the game of like, and I say the main, there is no main quest line to my knowledge. It's just do whatever you're doing. Oh. Uh, and then your your family quest line, which is the one that I'm most interested in, is extended so lengthily out over the game where you have to go do all this unrelated stuff before you can continue it for no reason that I can find. It seems to be actually no reason, uh, and that is infuriating to me. Of like, why I just wish I could finish this and then go do the other stuff rather than intersperse it um, in the way that it's interspersed, because then I'm like forgetting details and whatnot, as, because I just did a different story and then came back to this one. It's just such a strange structure, uh, and I think do I wouldn't think be getting burnt out otherwise. But there's, Do you think it's because of their... Because um, I, I know this is happening a lot in Odyssey, where supposed side quests, but not kind of semi-side quests, were um, led to like integral... Uh, decisions for the main plot. It's just like, oh, you you made this decision, and it's gonna come so. back to bite you in the butt later. I haven't even. I don't. I have not found a side quest decision decision that has done that, and I'm pretty far in the game. I hope, <laughs> like eighty something hours in, at this point ninety. <laughs> so I sincerely hope I'm pretty far in. Oh, uh, there there was a decision I made twenty hours in that affected something I did forty. Well, for uh, for Odyssey, there's Man. a there's a jump near the end where it's like it's like one last zone, I think, and it's like a gap of like thirty recommended levels or like twenty recommended levels. Yeah, I'm and already it... over leveled as so hell. I think they buffed XP because oh. I'm very over leveled. Assassin's well, Creed Hell is very far off topic. <laughs> so I want to jump us back in. Uh, I want to get conclusions from everyone else about Lost and Random. Is this something you think you'll you'll finish? Uh, how how much do you enjoy it? Would you recommend other people play this? You know, the the just the default. Oh, I'm is... absolutely going to uh, finish playing this, yeah. but it's gonna it's gonna be taking a while with those twenty five <laughs> minute bursts. Yeah. yeah, and finding time to do it too with current schedule stuff. But I I really want to. Yeah, yeah. It is hard not to recommend something um, if it's on Game Pass, right? And I'm looking up the price of it right now. It's I believe thirty it's bucks. Yeah, so thirty not... bucks. I feel like and... I'd be pretty happy with that. With this, game. no, exactly. It's it's one of those like it's you're not going to get Assassin's Creed Valhalla levels of length here, but I think the quality you're getting for that seven to ten hours, at least for what we've played, is really really. I solid. haven't been bored yet, which I think is I a don't... really exactly. important note. I exactly. I don't know if I'd call it replayability, but there's definitely you know with the deck aspects, there there's a lot of um, instances of build variety that you can mm -hmm. try out. Always fun, right? Yeah, I uh, I'd say try it. I'm not gonna finish it probably, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's bad by any any, any means at all. Uh, just try it, and I mean, 
with this being thirty dollars, you're probably gonna get an experience that there's a there's a fifty fifty chance that you might enjoy it more than something you would pay sixty dollars for. So I say, if you have Game Pass, especially give it a shot. Also, no, this is on EA Play with Game Pass. So if you're on console, you need Game Pass Ultimate. If you're on PC, it's included. So, Mm um, yeah, be aware of that. If you want to play this, you do need to cough up the extra for Game Pass Ultimate. It's it's. I'd say pretty good value right now because you also get a bunch of other really cool, uh, like old Star Wars games and whatnot from EA Play and a mm-hmm. few other cool things. So it's it's worth it if you're interested in those games. But really yeah, great it, it games not... like Anthem. Man, <laughs> just had to bring us down. Well then, uh, let's have someone else take the reins for a moment. Who wants to talk about their game? Ah, uh, all talk about Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. Uh, which is uh, at at first exactly what it sounds like. Um, you you play as a little turnip boy in the, in this little uh, two uh, 2D world. What? How? I I think the the sort of like world exploration I'd explain it by would be uh, linked to the past esque as far yeah. as the the overworld That's goes. That's pretty fair. Not say. as far as the the map goes. Um, yeah. Uh, some equipment gathering and upgrading. You, you have different gadgets to deal with uh, puzzles in the environment, stuff like that. And uh, it is, it, it tries to be and is funny at some points. And at other points, I think it might not age well, but that time will come when it comes. Um. Uh. Oh, what else? Is, That's a good lead. I think I need. I think I need some I prompting think, questions. I do think this game is mostly intended as a short, comedic, miniature Zelda-like adventure thing with a lot of comedy and, and like puzzle mm-hmm. stuff interspersed. I kinda feel like this is really heavily gonna depend on what type of humor you enjoy, yes. as well as yeah, your tolerance. I think this game more than most is going to to pick at your tolerance for a game just being a Zelda like. Like is is a name like Cran Cran going to make you smile or not? <laughs> is a character named Kakuine that's just a cherry with the Kakuine yep. face from JoJo funny to you? Not for, <laughs> for me. I need it kind of was to me. Come in. I I I don't think. I don't think I made the hour cutoff for this game because I literally <laughs> got to that and turned the game off. <laughs> like I got to that and I was like, this is, this is like, this is the wall. This, the, nothing this game can do will make this game for me. I sure people find it funny. Like, I don't find those like... people funny, <laughs> but people will find this funny. Uh, and I don't find this funny. So Brett was no. like, tear down the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the gags I, in this game are really hit or miss. A little too much. It's um, it's it's going it's to quantity age over quality. Out. It's it's going to age out and it's going to age out hard. It reminds so, like, me. Geez. It yeah. reminds me of. It's not the same kind of humor, but a lot of the delivery reminded me of um, Immortals: Phoenix Rising, where it's just joke after joke it is like throwing tiny little but like, here it's like zoomer humor it hits you with like there's a joke about 
there's this, there's a joke about yeah, yeah. about yeah. simping for someone, and then there's a joke yeah, oh my God, about the tier three tier sub. three t- Twitch subs, and then there's there's jokes about pigs, and then jokes about all all sorts of it's stuff like, that it, is just like constant. It is so much. It's, it's like it was. It's like it was written by a bunch of TikTokers. <laughs> it, it feels that way because it's like I I. In in my you know uh, like dark dour horrid sense of humor, I I do like things that have like the every like joke every second like smiling friends and clone high and stuff that just throw jokes at you every like two seconds like so much that you can't even handle them. But those are funny, like actually, and this is just like oh man, <laughs> make sure you, you make sure you give this note to to this person over there, and then he immediately rips it in half, and he does it with all the notes, and I go okay, yeah. well. Now, was, now I'm just, now I'm just playing a little so asshole. It, it was very funny. At, it was very funny at first, and then it got all. I'm just like, okay, this is this is this is thing. And I'm I was doing no, I the completionist it. thing it's where I'm trying to find all the notes and stuff like that. I'm just like, oh. That was my other problem with this game, Alex. Is this game expects you to play like a completionist to keep playing it in a weird way? Where yeah, backtracking backtracking is a very classic Nintendo-y Zelda and Metroid style thing to do. This game is too much of it, and it's not because if you're backtracking, there needs to be like a reason for it. Here, it's just go find, go deliver this stool yeah. to a person that's back in the starter forest, way back, multiple screens, and you just gotta keep going, and then you go deliver the stool to get one piece of of info to go bring back to this yeah. other person. Felt like an MMO fetch quest. It's 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 that it's it's lack of really reason to do it, and I think also this is one thing that kept bothering me throughout the entire game, um, was the speed your character travels at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's not it's adequate very, for the amount of backtracking you gotta do. I feel like the the combat, the actual fighting bit of it, and the movement speed are were not. They did not feel good. No. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, this I, was a game clearly made by writers, and they didn't really think too much about the gameplay. Is that it might be harsh, like, but that is the feeling. Wait, 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 wait. I, I was I, I started looking right at you. I was like, writer. Oh, he he gets it. He gets it. Well, oh. if you're if you're a writer and you want to make a game, learn RPG Maker. Learn something yes. that has Use RPG Maker the tool set to encourage that type of of game, and not this. <laughs> Yes, because I, I think I, I was thinking about this. I do remember thinking about this while playing it. Like, okay, Link to the Past. This is the obvious comparison. Like that style, of top-down classic Zelda, whatever, like two D exploration action kind of thing. Link to the Past. Does it have some clunk and some things that are straight up esoteric? Like, if you haven't played it in ten years, you might forget. Or if you haven't played it before and and you're playing it for the first time, you might not know what to do. Yes, absolutely. But that game, not only because parts of it actually feel good, it also can get past that because that's that's an old game. People like kind of revere it because it did things that were good way back when. Yeah. And this just kind of feels like a worse, like mechanically a worse version of that. It doesn't well, Brent, really feel like it's innovative Link at all. Why does to the Past work so well? It's not the story. No, maybe a bit the art direction, but it's the gameplay. It's the fact that it, it played play. extremely well on mm-hmm. the console it was made for, and this is just not. It doesn't play well. It it's, yeah, it plays it adequately. It doesn't play poorly. It, yeah, but it didn't break. It didn't not work. Which is but important. I, yeah, this is why I think we're we're pushing the humor so hard is because if you like this humor and if you you are down for like some some twitch humor, some 
JoJo references, some some random uh, lol funny humor. Well, because some of it's weird. Because some of it's like millennial tax pressure, and like, look, mm -hmm. taxes are insane. <laughs> I, don't to to <laughs> I don't want to laugh. There's half of a very fun. weird. There's half of a very weirdly serious theme, and there's half of that very weirdly serious theme in there, and it keeps there's... getting undercut but then they just don't by the, ever by the address it yeah right yeah there's yeah, that so. and there's um no i can't talk about that that's kind of spoilers it, it just feels this game feels disingenuous to me it feels like you go in expecting a haha let's take down capitalism game and then you, you what you get is haha let's participate in capitalism game. Exactly. well someone someone thought of that of that title turnip boy commits tax evasion and they're like that is so funny because it or it's is. like that is a good like, title but but here's the thing it almost feels like oh um like sometimes when you're making games things go under like a uh like a temporary name until you find a better name for your project is being developed this felt like a they were kind of drunk one night when they were doing when they were in like you know pre-production and they came up with that title and then as they were developing it they're like ah let's just keep it it's kind of funny i don't know <laughs> it doesn't like nothing in the gameplay reflects the fact that you're committing tax evasion you're just Besides paying from you tearing out tax papers on. and then which you is get the told, same go do the, the exactly. community service and, <laughs> yeah and then right. and the veers wildly from that in some crazy stuff that's just sort of like along for the rideness of it it's like okay this is happening how would i get uh it, uh wrapped up in all this Oh, here I go. Okay, there's wow. That that certainly is a final boss and a twist that I kind of saw coming, but also isn't really entertaining. Um, wow. Yeah, I get what you mean. And and like I said before, with, with the humor, I, it does help that it's constant. So like, even if there's like one or two bad jokes, right? Another good two. joke. Uh, uh, well, depending on who you are, right? A good joke might come around, or like a couple good jokes might come around, and then another one bad, another bad one. But like. It's so fast that you tend to remember the good jokes in, instead of the bad jokes, at least for me. Like, there are little things like item descriptions that I thought were really mm -hmm. cute. Like, I love the sun hat where it's like, oh, arch nemesis of the sun or like the sunlight or whatever. And I was like, that's kind of cute. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a cute little item description yeah. for something that's so mundane as a sun hat. I thought it was kind of cute. I, th I think I would enjoy the humor more if the gameplay was there to back it up. That to me feels like the the end point of this. Of yeah, I think the humor on its own is not enough to carry this game. Unlike something like something like Goat Simulator, for example, and, and other haha funny joke games like Goat Simulator, or you know, all the the Happy Wheels, your your crazy Flash game inspired oh, stuff. Happy Wheels, wow! I think a lot of those work because the gameplay in those games is always so in service of the humor. Like when everything, when you're playing Goat Simulator and you clip into a wall and the world freaks out and you complete a, get an achievement for doing that, that's funny, because the game knew that that was gonna happen. It's like a controlled sequence of that behavior. Uh, and here, it just feels like this framework of of this link to the pasty thing isn't quite so effective um, for the the structure of the game. Yeah. Plus, but, yeah, you know, I don't know if I want to play a Link to the Past style game where someone says "bro" every two sentences. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean? if I want to go play a game like this, I can go play Link to the Past or Link's Awakening or and Tunic. I'll, 
Or tunic. 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 Yeah. <laughs> like Any it. of the other indie games that just do link to the past, but actually add in the mechanics. But add in interesting and mechanics and interesting ideas that change the, the gameplay. When we were yeah. talking about the uh, the uh, esotericism, is that a word? I don't know. I'm rolling it. It is we were now. Talking about yeah, we were talking about the, the esotericism of of uh, like older Zelda games and stuff. Then you have something like uh, you have something like Tunic that like actively embraces that. And instead of like, mm, well, yeah. that's a thing of the past we can get rid of. No, no, no. We're gonna like fully commit to this and like you know have it be part of the 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 game design. So like you're, you're taking that and you're you're actively like. Uh, taking these older elements that maybe don't work nowadays and you're like expanding on it and making it become mm -hmm. more uh intentional yeah yeah whereas this is like oh look at us we say ooh and bro aren't we so cool i think that really old like cat lady in yeah. one of the stunning god and like and like i said it's like oh she said is it my cat uwu which is like grown worthy but then her name is cran cran and i thought that was kind of cute like that's what i'm saying it's like it and then she so many jokes mm -hmm. at you that, like... and then as payment she gives you a picture of her sona and you rip it up <laughs> yeah i i think if you like want you to do everything this style of humor you might be better served going to something like goose game untitled goose mm -hmm. game which which is a a similar thing but I think the gameplay is a lot more engaging, and yeah, I don't, I don't want to say that this game's bad because I don't think it is. I think this is just for a very specific audience that I don't That's know not that us. any of us are in. <laughs> um, and I really do think that this is something that, hey, we only played. I actually think I played about three hours of this game because I was God. just in, in like, I don't know, I was I was having like a good enough time to keep playing, and I didn't have anything else pressing because this was one of the first ones I played, so. Didn't have to deal with the the new job or moving yet. So, I, I had time, I'm more innocent time. I, <laughs> I got to the final stretch and I found there was a way you could canonically end the game by um, just blowing everything up instead. I mean, it's just yeah. I th I think the real thing here is I I just don't feel like this is as good of a thing as a, as a whole package. If you if you aren't into the humor, I, I don't think the gameplay here. And Alex, correct me because it sounds like you got further than I did. If any any gameplay changes of, of substance happen, that um, would change that. So there's there's a weapon upgrade that you get from I, I forget what it is. I think it's I don't think it's a fork. It's some you, you get like some basic sword upgrade, but there's um you, so the the main tools you have, you have the sword, the watering can, uh boots to, to push things. Uh but then you also have the uh this neat little thing that led to some pretty good to okay puzzle design which was um uh like a, a portable portable portal um where you, so there there's plants that you can water that make portals but then there's also a box you get after a certain boss fight where you can uh just place down a portal and i thought it led to some uh, creative solutions to some puzzles which was nice um, uh, yeah i i feel like the thing i would need from this is for it to randomly turn into a, sh a shmup or something that's the the uh, level of difference i need is for it to suddenly have a shmup from segment. what i've or seen suddenly it pulls from... pong as a mini game out of nowhere yeah from from what i've seen from the last <laughs> boss it turns into a bullet hell briefly but once again you're still dealing with your really slow movement so it it doesn't feel good yeah i i, I want to say this too i'm gonna chalk this up to again budgetary right because this seems like a pretty small mm -hmm. team so i don't want to i don't want to harp on it I, for too long i do want to say but... before before i got too negative pixel art's beautiful i do i did oh, really yeah. like pixel art here 
I was going to say this about the pixel art, though. It's not bad. It's just, to my eyes, it's very, like, easily mistaken for other pixel art to me. I don't know. Maybe. I don't. It's, like, again, it's, it's competent. Or, like, I would say it's more than competent. It's, like, it's very nice looking. But I just feel like I could look at this and look at a different, like, pixel art game and just kind of confuse the two personally which is you know we'll get into children of morta later and how i feel about that but this is one of those where it's like i don't know pixels games sometimes kind of blend together for me and for me this is one of those not bad in any way just you know not distinct enough. non-distinct yeah yeah right, well, we'll get into children now. of morta now <laughs> <laughs> this does hit one of my pet peeves where they forgot that pixels are all the same size and they're square and they're on a grid uh, because there are a lot of things that do not stay on the grid mm. uh, and their animations of things that will have squares going diagonal and stuff and stuff like that. Just it ruins the illusion that it's trying to make of it being a pixel art, like classic, quote unquote, looking game uh, that I don't yeah. know. A lot of a lot, so many other indie games are able to not have that problem. So it's, it's I also strange think to me that there's a, there's like a distinction really... in pixel art where that's okay and not okay. Of if you're trying to emulate like a classic look, the diagonals don't work because then you break the illusion. But if you're trying, if you're not going for that and you're going for something different, I do think you can often get those diagonals working okay. Like Terraria has has the same thing. Like a lot of classic mm. indie games do, and I think it works fine in those games. But this is trying to emulate Link to the Past, and yeah. it doesn't work so well when when things are doing their crazy animations and whatnot all the time. All right, any other thoughts on this? Is it something you plan to finish? I do. I do want to say again. I feel like we've been kind of harsh on it, but like it's really not that bad of a game at the end of the day. If it's your kind of humor, that's great. The gameplay isn't you know bad in any way. It's it's perfectly serviceable. It's not adequate. a bad game. It's just, I think, yeah, I think it's adequate gameplay mixed with a type of humor that is just not for us for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely agree with that. Uh, this is probably the only real game in this group of, of games that I don't plan on playing a fair bit more. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, for me, the humor just really, it was like landing 30% of the time, and that's not enough to keep me interested and a lot of that is probably just this is not my my humor style anymore yeah all right who wants to go next uh well i did i i did mention children of morta so i feel like yeah. that would be a pretty decent transition into right. children of morta um wow i i've seen this game described as an rpg online like some people huh? describe it as that which no <laughs> <laughs> um not at all it is it is a a top-down pixel art uh action game with some roguelike elements although i don't know if i would go so far as to call it a full roguelike i think there's a couple elements missing oh i will add in of... there wyatt i do think i think i know where the rpg is coming from here i do too I, <laughs> it's not coming from rpg as in like witcher 3 type games it is coming from diablo it's the hey look okay. We have so action you RPG say, here. So would you say that would be an accurate description? If you were describing, I think calling this, this an action coming. RPG is adequate. I, I think that's a, okay. a decent enough description. Because there are, I mean, there are upgrades and, and trees and yeah. stuff like that. So there, well, the main thing is, is stuff like when you think action RPG, 
you tend to lean towards that isometric top-down perspective towards a simple combo attack string with abilities that you then use. Uh, and then the thing that really nails it home here is it has like the roguelite synergies on top of that that turn your abilities into like different variations and whatnot and more powerful and all that. And that tends to, I think, pretty accurately nail the like ARPG fantasy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wouldn't call this like a, a Western RPG, but an action RPG, I think it definitely fits. Sure. Well, regardless, um, you you follow you can you can play as a bunch of different uh, members of this family. There is this uh, corruption that has taken over the land, and you have to make your way through. I believe it is a mountain. Uh, it's been a minute, <laughs> uh, and mm-hmm. you have to make it through these different zones to uh, try and recapture these pieces of this crystal in your basement. You're basically, trying to cleanse to the, the environment. From cleanse the, the environment. Thank you. That is a much more elegant way yeah. of putting it. Thank you, Ryan. Um, yeah, and you can uh, pick between a couple of different uh, members of this family. They each have their own uh, attacks and abilities and their own skill trees, and you can kind of pick which one um, kind of suits your, your preferred play style. And what's also very nice, I never got to test this, but you can have... a uh, two players, which is kind of fun, ah. and I I wish I had actually tested this with one of you because I really wanted to, and I didn't. <laughs> is it? I feel like with two players, is it online or is it just split screen? I wasn't sure. And I wasn't sure either. Yeah, um, That's a great I question. I would I assume like with... it was online, but it just has like press like that. That is a risky assumption to, to make or whatever. Any game. Uh... Let's find out. It, does this have Steam online, I mean, or is it? I feel was, like. I mean, I was shocked that Lego Star Wars. Did it does not say play. online co-op, so uh, I believe it is online. Right. I feel okay. like with more than one player, it, it would it would make the levels go a lot faster. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It also depends because you do. This game has a much more dramatic power scaling than most roguelikes because I think it, it is less of a roguelike and more of a true. The the roguelike run structure is more to just, I think, create enough content to get across the, the rest of the game in a way that allows you to actually play it every time you're doing something and minimize art asset usage and all that. Because this is one of those games. This is some of my favorite pixel art that I think I've ever seen. That's what I wanted oh, to wow. point out. I There is a common misconception on the show that I don't like pixel art, and that is not true because <laughs> yes, this game Very this true. game is Gorgeous! That opening shot of like the mountain and the tree. Some of the prettiest crap. stuff. I've it almost feels like wow. Pixel Art Studio that, Ghibli or something. It's great. It's it's you know fantastic. What? I would I would say I was le- slightly less impressed with the like character design aspect of it. it. It's not bad. I just felt like it wasn't as like detailed and lush as a lot of the environments. Uh, mm-hmm. Just environment it, uh, art specifically, gorgeous. I think the 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 character design with the pixel art gets enough across. It it gets their it's about like their it's very RPG classes enough yes. across. And and uh, just so many awesome tiny details. Like I love how um, you have a meter for your stamina, right? But it also shows up on like the shield or the bow or something. And so it's this awesome little visual touch that was. I think so they did that for like all of the the six seven but... characters you can act- eventually play in this game. Mm-hmm. Is great. Like I, I love the variety here of yeah. even just playing two hours of this game, and I, I've actually played a fair bit more of this because I, I played Children of Mortal far before 
Game Pass yeah. even existed, I think. Because um, so I picked it up on launch and played a, a decent chunk of it and then just never finished it. it or even got past the first, like, four areas. So, it's for this four one... Four areas, I, wow. Well, because you have, you have your little first cavern. Uh, the first section of the game takes place in the spider cavern, and then you have, like, a couple of other caverns that you can I, go to, I, and then it keeps going. There's a lot more I, content in this game than any of us probably saw in the I've, I've just time. barely beaten the spider boss, and I'm just like, I, I get story every time I die, but I've just barely beaten the spider boss, and I was like, okay. Oh, there's there's so much more of this game to play, and I would really like to. I don't know if I have the energy right now, though, so I'm, I'm definitely going to come back to it at some point, and I hope that point isn't too far yeah. in the future. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with this one. I, I think this is probably, if you like Hades, this is a pretty comparable experience uh, and i think the closest you'll find if you want something that is a, that like narrative roguelike type thing that still has a lot of really good progression between runs so you're you're not stuck uh having that if you don't like the punishing death thing of of true roguelikes i think you will like children of morta because it has the it has a good middle ground where it feels like you you do get punished for dying but you also gain a lot pretty much every time so. It's, playing I would say this, it's a really uh, go ahead Alex. Playing playing this and Turnip Boy back to back also. Um <laughs> oh the the movement feel the movement feels really good. The movement yeah, feels really good. It feels actually good to play. Yeah. <laughs> I I will say I feel like for anyone who um is hasn't really played a lot of roguelikes before first of all play hades but second of all i feel like this is a really good kind of entry into that it's it's a mm -hmm. lot of like dipping your toes in the water of that roguelike structure if you don't but want you to jump in the deep hades. end this is a good yeah. you should point. just go play hades but this is also a very good starter point. <laughs> <laughs> hades is uh, also on game pass uh, although children of mora yeah. is not <laughs> it's, it, is it, yeah, it is it is leaving it is leaving next oh, week no. i have enough time to play Which, it <laughs> How much is it? I wonder. I will uh, say this is twenty dollars. I want to say this is what I call the perfect Nintendo Switch game. Like a lot yes. of 2D roguelikes are like perfect for for that. Yeah. So I did I for this um, because I, I was getting ready to move and whatnot when I was playing this game. I also picked it up on my Switch because uh, the Switch summer sale was happening. So I was like, you know what? I'll I'll get this on my Switch. Grab it with DLC. Play it on there plays near perfectly with one major exception which is a really persistent hitching fps thing that i don't understand did it's a pixel anyone, art game. <laughs> did anyone else play this on console or did everyone play this on pc i played, I played on pc with a controller okay pc I with played mouse this and keyboard on xbox one the console that can play battlefield Four and one and five without hitching or stuttering problems, but this pixel art game took a really long time to load sometimes, and it had oh. hitching and stuttering problems, which was very weird. Which I don't know if that's just a case of like the the too many assets were too high quality too many times or something like that. It just took a while. I I, I don't know. It, it didn't ruin anything for me, but I just found it very strange. And it's in one it specific just... area too. It's in, it's in the the forest area that you start in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that every so often it would happen in the caverns for me too. Not like the crazy long loading or anything, but like it would just like hitch once every like five. And like ten totally minutes. playable. Uh, it just is. Yeah. It feels weirdly not smooth in a way that you wouldn't expect a game like this to look. So I'd yeah. I'd probably recommend um, if you have a Switch, I think you'll be fine. It, it just is 
a little bit stuttery in the starting area. It gets better once you are further in. And I've been told some people don't have this issue, so it might just be that I have a launch switch that's getting old. And at this point might ha be struggling to run this, but... Oh no. Um, Planned obsolescence. No, my switch is still mostly fine, but it, I think it is just a case of... I've, I've heard reports to both sides of it, it's fine, and then also other people have the same problem. Some people don't, so... Seems like it's a weird, isolated issue with something in that first area that causes this, at least on the Switch. Uh, if you have a Steam Deck, this is probably the perfect Steam Deck game. It's probably, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would work. Definitely. And yeah. I'll, I'll say this, too. Um, this, is, this is less on the performance, but, like, I just wanted to get this out of the way. I... Almost every single game I play, I am, like, sword and shield or some sort of melee character. I absolutely loved Linda, like the the bow mm. character, and I never the ever play ranged so characters. Good. I never play ranged characters in these type of games, and they did one thing that was awesome that made me love playing that character, which is her stamina is based on shooting and moving at the same time, which is such a cool unique mechanic for a ranged bow character that i i fell in love with it because you have to make so many more like just split decisions while you're using her and it just oh I, that was great like that one little change to a ranged character made her so more so much more uh, compelling from a gameplay aspect for me yeah i i think this is definitely a, a good time uh the bergsons are a fun group of characters. I think the storytelling here is very entertaining for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, I like the different power-ups and items you can get too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's some actual interesting choices in the skill tree, which is often hard to find in a game with this many characters mm -hmm. to play. Um, and it feels like all the ones that I've seen, which is I, I've unlocked the all the, the kids from the start that I know mm -hmm. about so far. Um, oh, you get to play I, as the I little girl too? Not her yet, because she hasn't ah. she hasn't even been like mentioned in the part of the story I'm in. Um, but I, I have the uh, the son unlocked, and he has some some cool roguey dagger tricks uh, that are very fun to play with. So I I think this yeah I I think this is a really good um, ARPG roguelike mix that works really well. well. With its roguelike, I really enjoy how the story progresses in little bits each time you die slash get sent mm -hmm. back to the to the house. Then you'd it's, love it's a really, Hades. The Hades it's, it's a it's a really nice it's a really nice decision for pacing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna say this too. We we had mentioned narrators before. This is, and I had mentioned why I love the narrator in this game is because his descriptions of areas, like his prose, are so over the top that I loved it. It was so. Oh my god. I I don't know what it is. It's just it was so like. It feels almost very audiobooky. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. overly written and like over the top and, and and just I thought it was great. Like it was so and also because of the pixel art style, it's really great. It's really detailed, but I feel like adding narration to a pixel art style can sometimes it, it brings the budget feeling it. out of the mm -hmm. the conversations. I think this game feels like very well produced, uh, yeah. despite probably having a pretty low budget because it, it was truly like an indie production. Um, but they they use the money that they have very well, and I, I think and this that. Game, punches far above its its it helps class it helps too that the voice acting for the narration is really good i was just about to say that, that he has the perfect it very audiobooky voice like you were saying mm -hmm. but I, ha I have to put i always got to be a big fat butt because while mm -hmm. i do like the storytelling part of the narration for this it's like 
it, it's the same thing where every game that has narration, I have to like, I just have to get annoyed by it. Where it's just like, okay, yeah, I killed all the enemies and the door went away. I know that because I've, I've, I'm 23, but the game doesn't <laughs> think I know that, so it has to say, oh, you killed all the enemies and the door went away. Now you can go through. It's like, yeah, the, the who do you who who do you think I am? <laughs> like, and it does. It's sort of like, oh, he what. What sort of uh, divine power will he find in this room or whatever? Like it said that I was like, oh, that's cool. I hope that I hope they say that like once, but they say it every single time you go into the room with the upgrade. It's like the same like really? one or two lines that you get. Yes, and I was I like, okay, this is that was cool like once, but it's starting it's starting to do the thing. Where we're like, okay, I think I'm we're finding Brett's prejudice against narrators. <laughs> I'm I'm imagining hearing this over and over again, playing this like like you know, in, in huge hour long spurts as a roguelike or whatever, getting all the upgrades and stuff, and just being like, okay, right. I'm like, just it, imagining. I, imagine how Brett feels when we narrate the Brett's Hell episode. <laughs> hey, oh God. No, I'm just imagine <laughs> Brett playing like Stanley Parable and getting a conniption. No, because <laughs> Stanley, Stanley Parable is actually funny. Stanley Parable, yeah, 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 that, yeah. that's part that's part of the bit. But I, I think my like my Bastion. big. Well, that's what I was gonna say. My big separating factor is that I played maybe ten minutes of Bastion, and if that's your gold standard of game narration, that is like my like brown doo-doo standard of wow, game narration. <laughs> I have completely Ooh, opposite. You finally found something that. we were diametrically opposed. <laughs> <laughs> I know wow. it was bound to happen yeah. eventually. It only took us a few years. Uh, <laughs> but I, that that being said, I think the if, if we are you know comparing for what it's worth which it isn't worth anything i think the narration for this is done better than uh lost and random just because the guy doing it like he's just owning it like those storytelling parts specifically like it does it genuinely it, it again it feels like an audiobook i think that's a good i think comparison. a good it's... measuring stick for that is if you took the narration out of both games i think children of morta would be worse off than lost and random mm -hmm. just from from a, a perspective of like what the narrator adds to it it's so, it's what yeah. I like. It's the kind of performance that I like to call the Jeffrey Rush performance, where Jeffrey Rush playing uh, Barbosa in Pirates of the Caribbean, he's having so much fun just playing that character, and it so comes through in his performance. It's the same yeah. thing here. Like you can tell, this narrator sat down in the booth and had so much. That's what fun we like to call just, the like, CM Punk these lines. effect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You best start believing in cyberpunk dystopias. You're in one. <laughs> but yeah, yep. he just, he sounds like he's having such a blast reading these lines, you know, and it, it comes through in the performance and it adds to it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely am looking forward to playing more of this, I think. Uh, I, I'm already like eight hours into it on my Switch, not including the like 10 something I had played before on my PC. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I'm gonna get a lot further into this and, and take it as a slow burn because it is definitely a game that's gonna take a little while to get through. I'm going to have to play more of this within the next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cheap. It, oh, no. it is like twenty dollars and it goes on sale for ten oh, wow. constantly. So yeah, I definitely just say keep an eye out. This um, I think this is absolutely. I, I it's not gonna get updated like Dead Cells does, but this is absolutely a game I'd get on Switch and then like come back to. Yeah. For, uh, a good month or two. It's a really a good like travel game because it it feels yeah, like you don't forget way, yeah. the mechanics here that easily. Like, it's yeah. it's a relatively simple game, and everything is on the screen for you to understand. So it feels like you can pick this up and play it really yeah. easily. Generally, like roguelikes overall, really well constructed. 
Yeah, roguelikes and roguelike structures make for really, really good Switch games because, you know, especially if you're on the move, you're constantly picking it up and down going from, you know, gate to gate or whatever. So it's yeah. uh, it's really good for that kind of setting. I also think this is really, really good in that it doesn't just copy The Binding of Isaac. Yeah, yeah, it does a lot of uh, Which is really, really important because The Binding of Isaac has mastered what it's done. And if you don't master doing what The Binding of Isaac does when you make a game, you're worse than The Binding of Isaac. So why would I play your game? Uh, yeah, don't attempt to... <laughs> that's, another, that's another thing that Turnip Boy reminded me of. Uh, mm -hmm. a, a Sort of a, a worse-off copy of Binding of Isaac. Well, because Binding of Isaac is just a copy of Legend of Zelda. <laughs> but it's different. It does different things, so it still plays well. Um, yeah, I, I just think this, this is a super well-constructed game. And Children of Morta is worth your time. Uh, and because it's leaving Game Pass, I'd say this game is probably worth your money, even at full price, but so. it goes on sale constantly. So. Yeah. It's on sale right yeah. now, I think, right? Uh, I don't know about on Steam, but it probably is on console. Mm. <laughs> you you can pick it up for 20% off on Game Pass until, I think, Friday, Thursday, Friday this week. So you got a wow. little bit of time until it goes away. But yeah, uh, yeah if you, if you want to yoink it and keep your save files, pick it up soon. Also, <laughs> before, we, before we leave, I just want to, I wrote down a note um that literally just says pong in all caps with a question mark and an exclamation point do you, do you remember one of the, from? <laughs> because because there's literally a mini game where you just play pong what yeah i didn't get to that oh no yeah, it's, it's one of the um like uh you you get one of the uh um like, like the from it the um what are they called um is it like the room oh, where God. you guess out of the three your, cards? Your your right bumper ability. What's it called? The uh oh god. Your right bumper remember. ability is that's all I ever referred to. <laughs> right. You but you know what I'm talking about. You it's yeah. you get that as a reward and they have little mini games where if you if you succeed in them, you get like your right bumper you can swap out your right bumper award reward. Ah. And one of them is literally just pop. And it was, I was in shock. I was like, I am just playing Pong right now in the middle of this, like, ARPG <laughs> uh, roguelite. And it was awesome. It was just, a, it was a nice little surprise. It's always nice to see Pong somewhere. <laughs> All right. Uh, if we're done with Children of Mordor, we got one more game left. I'm scrolling. Scrolling through the notes. All right. <laughs> uh, we have, we, we have Alice, The Madness Returns. Uh, which I was very happy to see on the Game Pass EA Play uh, Landtopia, uh, because this is one of those games where I think the, the only actual substantial time that I had seen this in my life before playing it was like at on on demand when I was when I was sick home from school one day as as a child uh, there was there was an old channel called G Four. Uh, oh, I, I went through when I was yeah. watching all the all the clips of the games they were looking at, and this was this was one of them. And I was like, "Whoa, that's like Alice in Wonderland is like for girls." What? <laughs> uh, but it actually turns out that Alice in Wonderland is pretty based. <laughs> so, for that's one of the that's... most embarrassing self-deprecating things you've ever done. Well, that's 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 what happens, you know, when when you raise when your your child raised in uh, modern day America in the early two thousands. But true, uh, gotta say, uh, I I am I don't know how many hours in, but the little the little numbers in the main menu say that I'm sixty one percent through this game, and I started playing like wow. a couple days ago, just after work every like every time I got home, basically, and it's fun. 
This game is fun. They Bro, made I thought they were expecting to play an hour of this game and immediately played six hours of it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is I they, they they turned Alice in Wonderland into an action platformer that I is like one of the most satisfying games to play that I have played in a while in terms of things that are like actually active. Like wow. I um, it's unique and, too. Like this is such yes. a, a unique combination of subject matter of gameplay elements the way you have like your knife that does your your knifey things and stabs and actually has like a really satisfying combo that you can do with it that feels good despite it being like a regular three hit combo and then you have this little pepper minigun yeah (laughs) and it's really awesome i'm very (laughs) pleased with how they actually got the the snickersnack sound effect in for the vorpal blade that was really fun to hear yeah i what i kept thinking about when i was playing this is it's not so much of a thing anymore, but do you remember that time in the early 2010s when we were getting gritty reboots of like uh, fairy tales and yes. like children's yeah. stories? It's like yeah. Jack mm-hmm. and the Giant uh, and the Giant Slayer and like uh, Hansel and Gretel witch hunters. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. it's a like Gretel witch hunter or whatever. Oh god, I re- there's a scene from that movie that still haunts me. It's when the boy gets his face sucked off it's... by the by the black goo. <laughs> that listen, listen, that movie is so crap that I thought it was awesome. But that's besides the point. I, those that era was like in the back of my mind while I was playing this, which makes it which makes it seem like a like a insult. But I'm like, wow, it's like if that era got that concept correct of like making a more mature, dark like mm-hmm. take on a on a like classic story fairy tale like and it's so well justified here because of the psychological aspect of it. like i uh it's a game i've always wanted to play because it's like what a cool concept alice is in like a mental institution she's like getting therapy all this stuff and so wonderland just becomes this hellscape <laughs> like mm-hmm. what a great just concept and why <laughs> if this feels like it's one of those early 2010s gritty remakes because it is this game's from 2011 2011 exactly oh wow that's that is that is my first bullet point on my nose is that this is the most xbox 360 game ever like (laughs) looking at it and feeling how like this is yes this is the most xbox 360 game ever made and it's 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 pretty awesome for it because it's just like a time capsule it gives me like crazy fable vibes and i don't know yeah 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 it has that like era of of like 3D art looks it. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's really early Unreal Engine three, I think. Which probably. I, I think Unreal I'm going to look this up. Unreal, Unreal insert number here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. probably Unreal three. And the the wild thing, this game is a sequel to like a late nineties first person shooter yeah. that is like which you get for find. free. By the way, when you download this, you can get it for free. If you download a little extra thing, you can play. Yeah, it you got to go find the thing that unlocks it. Which yes. There is no way to otherwise get it, so don't feel bad. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it's a wild game. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, you got all your your Alice in Wonderland fixins. You got you got your 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 shrinking drink. You got your your growing cake. Your uh your verbal blade. Your card people. All like all your your Cheshire cats and everything are all done up in in the horrifying. I don't even know what to call it. The style. Mad Hatter gushing uh, in blood in the first minute <laughs> or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You have to like put him back together because all of his like limbs have been severed off and you oh, need to God. reassemble him in his factory. Uh it, it just everything's been completely twisted. And I think to the point where, at least for me, like 
think of the options that you have for the visual media for Alice in Wonderland. You have the classic Disney movie. You have the utter hellscapes <laughs> that are <laughs> the live action films. And you have this and the other game that came before it. I think I, I would I would like to consider this and the game that came before it like the cool Alice in Wonderland thing. Like this, this is also this isn't just Alice in Wonderland again. It's its own thing. Uh, exactly. It's not doing yeah. Alice in Wonderland the story that everyone's heard a hundred times. Again, it's its own Because how do you how do you gamify that in in like a interesting way, you know? Like why not why not take that world and just like let's just like I don't know. It's like this is the, the best way to like have this world and these characters and make it a video game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than just trying to adapt the story one to one, which would probably go forward. Also, really yeah. cool starter intro in a mental institution that I thought was far more effective than the medium, which is a game that came out hmm. last year, uh, yeah. and had a very similar introduction. It was like, man, we learned how to do this and. 2011 like they nailed it here it feels it's, like yeah. really you kind of feel like you're going insane as you're going through the starting it's, area because things just don't add up and then alice is just commenting on how, how this is normal for her and it's really weird this came out of skyrim ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> one skyrim ago but listen listen american <laughs> figured out the way to ago. do it and he didn't tell anyone else how, so it's it's gonna it's gonna die with him. <laughs> hey, there have been there's been rumors of this game getting a remake or not a remake a sequel, oh, sequel. for the past it's, like ten years. Yeah, it's dude. it's supposedly been in development for a very long time. I don't think American McGee's done anything else. I think he this is literally like this and the Alice in Wonderland game that came before it are just like his baby. And honestly, like hey, those games released ten years apart. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about time. It's about time, and also no one else is allowed to touch it because clearly this guy knows his stuff when it comes to this specific thing, and it's just like I don't know. He he's just got know, it down. It's perfect. Yeah, he's got it down pat for only two two attempts that are I I've I've heard very good things about the first game. I, I've I've done some research and I haven't played for myself yet, but it it seems to be well liked. Yeah. And this I've heard one, a lot of good I, things too. Yeah. But at the same time, I both of these games, like you know, I feel like people know that they exist, but they're still pretty, like underground. Like no one talks about them. Ever. I do feel like, like I think ever. Alice Mad Madness Returns. There was a period around like 2013 where people talked about this game a bunch, because I do remember back in high school a bunch of people talking about this game, and that huh. I I don't know if it was just like the group because I I had a group of friends that was very into video games and so of course they're tuned into weird things in video games but yeah i think this game had had this weird appeal to a lot of people uh even mm. after its release i don't know how successful this was me neither no, no. i hope it was successful because this is a I'm wild looking, game i'm looking it up because i heard the first game did really well and this one did not huh and so i'm i'm looking that up right I mean, this uh, also, also came out mid twenty eleven, in with a lot more competition for sure. Also, mm -hmm. say unfortunately, it's the other three D game we have on here, and it's it's two for two on three D games with cameras that upset oh, really? my my poor little head. Yeah, it's, this this it's is a twenty eleven camera. <laughs> it's it's easier to deal with than because um, they don't expect Lost and random. They don't but... expect like pinpoint accuracy from you shooting little gems off of a giant. 
they just but it's, you know, it's still got a lock on it still unfortunately gets to me and we're just like oh i'm i'm certainly burning up and feel the need to hunch over the toilet oh, oh dear i will tell you alex on controller lost in random is very generous with auto aim it, it does aim for those crystals very quickly so you you would might have a better experience with that on that but yeah I do think this is weird in that Lost in Random and Alice Madness Returns were, were our 3D games this month because they are mm-hmm. oddly kind of similar. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> like, like, you have, environment you have, style. I You yeah. have those two, and then you also have the, uh, two quote-unquote pixel art games. Well, one mm-hmm. is absolutely a beautiful pixel art game, and the other one is a quote-unquote pixel art game. It's also worth pointing out this is also the other EA game of <laughs> of the bunch, yeah. which we, we d- like, this really isn't games. this isn't like oh it came out like before and then EA picked up the license later like no they have their fancy their fancy Cheshire Cat EA logo like right at the start like this was it's a, it's EA a, we, EA game this is like a big a really, EA thing we have yeah. a really cool uh, Punnett Square of games going this time a little bit yeah it's, <laughs> yeah. it's weird how they uh how they interlock a little bit but i don't know I, I want like ea saying was it was it ea that said the thing about uh she's a 10 but she only plays single player games yes like their oh tweet. god are we yeah, talking they, about that I mean, next week are we, uh, well, we should about that well, next week? yeah we should but just to That's touch on awful. it now it's like you're gonna you're gonna say that after putting this out it's a really good putting single this and game. Lost and Random and like they put yeah. out a lot of really good indie I, yeah, style. Yeah, they put them out. Games. They don't want to so acknowledge what... them because they don't think they make as much money because also, what... they're bad at opinions. What's one of your like most respected games that that has sold really well? It's come out recently. Star Wars. Uh, yeah. uh Fallen Order. There's a sequel on the way. So you're just going to start bashing single player exactly. games? Well, I mean, well that, that really feels like a PR anticipated sequel. Well, there's a whole. I I went down a rabbit hole with trying to figure out the history behind that tweet, and it's pretty interesting. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, Tune in next time to find out what he's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) If I I remember anything I read two days ago, that saga continues. Oh God! But Ryan, you want to know what this game reminded me of while I was playing it? And your your brain your brain might not understand it. First, I'm wondering we might be on the same wavelength. Did this game remind you at all of Near Replicant when you were yeah. playing it? <laughs> yes, because it did. I don't. I know you are. You're. We're playing this very different ways. You and you and I. I'm yeah. just kind of going through to experience the story, like not really stopping for collectibles too much. You are. You are doing. I'm having doing a the lot Ryan of fun thing. with this. <laughs> well, so I, I'm normally not like I used to be a full completionist. Now I'm. I'm just like I'll. I'll play if if I'm enjoying it. I'll try to complete things. Mm-hmm. But I was just having a great time, just wandering around the environment, using the different. Because the thing I love about this is they give you your little shrink potion very early on. And then it's just yours. This isn't yeah. doing the, the, the modern platformer thing that everyone but Nintendo seems to, to be obsessed with doing where you have like clear indications of you can use this here and that's that's the spot you use it and that's when you get your thing. Here, I love the invisibility of the fit with that. And when you do, you get like Alice vision that you can look around and some things will change. There'll be like graffiti pointing to things, including secrets. And so yeah, I started yeah. going through every single area using the shrink potion there to go through all the hidden doors and finding all sorts of little little lore pieces and in infer- in little upgrade things for later. And it's just fun. It's just cool to see how they've, they've done the environments here because I think the level design in this game is 
very gamey. It, it, I don't think you could trick me into believing that these are real, these are spaces that are like physical world spaces. Yeah. Instead, this feels like this feels like a video game level, and that's what I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> play a video yeah. game. There's, um, there's, well, and you can get away with having video. You can. Mind you can, to me. And again, this is all Wonderland, right? You can completely get away with having video gamey levels because makes it's sense. Wonderland. Nothing makes sense. It's it's a mm-hmm, perfect yeah. uh, setting for that. By the and way, I, I, oh, go ahead, Mike. This isn't a hundred percent like uh, uh, reputable, but from what I understand, on Xbox and PlayStation, this game sold about a hundred thousand units in total. Which, Which is for Alice in Wonderland. JRPG. <laughs> but yeah, this is an EA for... game, so they're yeah. like, yeah, screw that. Mm. Damn. I wonder. What, it's, you it's didn't sell time. 7 billion copies? You're fired. Yeah. But, but I, I bring think... up... Go ahead, Brian. I was going to say, I bring up the near comparison because I don't know if you've gotten... I don't, I don't know if anyone's gotten there yet because, like I said, I'm, I'm going to finish this game. Uh, if it you want your your shmup sections, you want your rhythm games, you want your uh your See, Brad, like, that's what, slide I puzzles. Can, I have like a sixth sense for this. I can feel them coming. I can feel it's, them. They're there. They're there. And Ryan, rhythm game? It's it's not like uh wherever there's one for each. It's like no, this zone is the zone that has the rhythm games, and this zone is the zone that has the one-off shmup section. If you don't like it. These once and that's gone. They're just throwing stuff at you, and it's also like every single like z- like area zone level or whatever. It's like, oh, I didn't like the scenery here. It's it's like Burlington. Wait five minutes and the weather will change. And it's <laughs> <laughs> like if you don't like the way a level looks for whatever reason, then just literally oh just get to the next one. And they will look completely different. Even Alice's, Alice's outfit changes yeah. for every area. It's, it's like why great. do they put so much effort into this? I thought it's that was great. so neat. Yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. It's were... so well thought out and just really well constructed. And mm-hmm. man, I miss games like this because I think we we get them yep. so rarely because this. This to me feels it's along those lines of like Psychonauts, Psychonauts Two, uh, things like Near, all all these games that do these super interesting transitions to different types of gameplay and just stay the time they need to stay without being overbearing, yeah. and have that kind of Nintendo-y approach to environment design where you're not going to overly push one thing. So yeah. I, I think that just works so well, and this is just a really fun video game. Uh, and it's definitely my favorite of the bunch that we played, I think. So. Me too, I think. Yeah. For once, and, I picked something I actually liked. <laughs> and envir- and like environment design that I think holds up. Like I think, especially just with the environments, the game is still yeah. very pretty in its own way, mm-hmm. even today. It is the most Xbox 360 game. I completely <laughs> agree with that. But I think there's there's beauty in and of itself. Sure. And maybe say, a lot I of really... that... But, also yeah. appreciate the writing here for being punching above its weight class for sure. Yes. Of you don't. I don't think you would see this expecting a game. Yeah. I. Uh, there was a. I guess this was all in the beginning, so maybe it was intentional. But it, I laughed so hard when she left her therapist's office. The kid came in. The door hasn't even closed, and the therapist starts off with like, "Oh, your mom." Like killed your father and hung herself or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. I loved just, that. It was. So, so funny. like, and I hadn't gotten quite like acclimated to the tone yet, so I was like, 
What? <laughs> yeah, within within the first ten minutes, I wrote it down. I quote: "Someone on the street randomly says the words to you, fark off." Yeah, I think it's one of the street vendors when you're turning a corner. Yeah. yeah, I was like, man, this is this is sick. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think the writing and, and Alice as a protagonist here is actually just very interestingly portrayed, and she has a, mm -hmm. a lot of the the start does a lot of heavy lifting in terms of getting you invested in the character because I think they know that you probably haven't played the first game. Yeah, when this game is here, and the, the assumption they have is that you're familiar with Alice in Wonderland. That's like the core assumption. If you aren't familiar with Alice in Wonderland. This is not going to like ease you into <laughs> the concepts of, of that book, um, but it will play on them. It's it's like the Batman thing where we don't need to see the Batman's origin story anymore because we we know exactly. it. Uh, unless you're going to change something that is not worth showing, and I think here that that's what they're doing. They're like, okay, you understand the events of Alice Wonderland have happened. Now we're dealing with the fallout. <laughs> of a character who is perceived as insane by everyone and maybe and, also is insane a little and bit the, and the beginning is really clever too because i had written down a note where i was like oh the uh the character designs for everyone is like insane and crazy except for alice and i thought it was like wow she feels really out of place here and then i was like oh that's exactly what they're going gotcha. for <laughs> yeah and i was like well don't i feel like an idiot <laughs> through art design that's one of my favorite things when when a story or or anything really can like start off with something that you perceive as a flaw and then later on you realize you that it was all like intentional it. and yeah. you're like oh what <laughs> so it's wonderful this just reminds me of like an era of character design that we don't see very often anymore and we do still see it occasionally i think gloss of random proves that but psychonauts yeah psychonauts cool. is that idea of hey we can do triple a level things without going for realism and mm. instead take advantage of the proportion differences and whatnot that doing a video game allows us to do of we can now have everyone else look super weird and crotchety and like malformed and like oh everyone's God, like the... these long people and everything it just nails the, the old lady there, i mean right before you get into wonderland oh, oh yeah yeah. And and another good example of that is like Sea of Thieves does that really well. It's it's got this kind of like more angular kind of cartoony design to everything. But I mean the water is like the most amazing video game water I've ever seen in my entire life. And like just mm -hmm. I hope so. everything is animated. The, the way it's animated, the way like light reflects off of it is like perfect and like uh, it's the way it like um the way it looks when there's like sunrise and sunset and stuff, it's it's amazing. And so they're able to take this like almost like I almost want to say like a modernized TF2 art style and then like inject a bunch of Microsoft yeah. money into it. Well, it's like yeah. I would much rather have that than the dreary realism of Skull and Bones, you know, oh, I, I just think it, it looks more uh, interesting. We're, we're not going to get into a Skull and Bones week. week, but I think it does just prove uh, a point. Yeah, we will talk about Skull and Bones next week, but oh. I think for the, the example we we're going to. for, it's a good example. Um, mm. Yeah, all right. So we'll do the same wrap-up here we did for the other games. Uh, is this a game you, you plan on finishing? Is it something that you really enjoyed? Uh, overall takes on this, for me, I think this is probably my favorite of the bunch. Very mm. closely up there with Lost and Random, because I'm also very much enjoying that game. But I, I think this is a really phenomenal game from 2011 that you'll be hard-pressed to find a good stand-in for nowadays with yeah. notable exception on pc this game does not run 
super well. It's locked to I think thirty in a lot of places. I when it's I first started the game, bad, but when I first started the game, I got stuck in the like beginning load screen and I had to restart. Oh, yeah, it was really annoying. Same thing for me, but then it worked after oh, that. Wow. So I think you might yeah. run into some technical bugs just from this being a twenty eleven game. I chalked it up to being the Wyatt curse more than anything, but <laughs> it happened to me too. So it's <laughs> yeah. I... I think why it, th this issue runs into me sometimes with general computer things and not really uh, video game stuff. You might just have like a a magnetic field around you. Yeah. So, <laughs> you sure you don't have like a powerful electromagnet in your pocket all the time? Yeah. No, it's it's the, what it's my the, lucky lodestone. No. Yeah. No. No. It's a it's a lucky it's it's a necklace I've always worn and it's this ancient totem that just destroys video games. For Pure you. uranium. <laughs> unless. Unless it's uh, Last of Us 2, and then it plays perfectly, and I have no idea what people are talking about, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that was the purpose of the totem in the first place, and now that's fulfilled it. It's it was, it was, it was created using dark magic by Neil Druckmann. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Neil Druckmann is dark magic. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, the, this upcoming autobiography. <laughs> it, this this was my favorite game uh out of the ones we picked too i think i think just because uh all the other ones uh were just like various levels of not for me from mm -hmm. from turnip boy being not for me in the way that if i recommend it to you that's code for don't talk to me anymore <laughs> uh children of morta the children of morta being like oh that's not for me but i can recommend this to some friends because i know I'll they still like, like things you that it if does. i recommend it to you yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. it's a legitimate this, suggestion. Uh, yeah <laughs> alice in wonderland i don't even know like I, I feel like people don't talk about like platformers anymore as a thing that they like to play like 3d action platformers like that's like that unless your name's platinum or platinum or like you're just like a, like a 12 year old that plays mario all the time and that's it like i don't know but i don't know <laughs> if you're a 12 year old and you play this then you're gonna you're gonna grow up to be a great great guy <laughs> gonna expose you to some real gonna... interesting ideas very quickly you're probably going to yeah. grow up to be a guy who is more sensitive about mental illness than uh, most of mm. the people surrounding you. So good on you for that. Good. You're a, you're a kid and you watch the Disney movie and you're like, wow, they made a video game about it. That's so cool. And then the <laughs> rabbit just gets like his eyes pop out of his skull. Yeah. Blood gushes everywhere. You're like, you're like playing the game as a little 12 year old. You're like. <laughs> <laughs> Truly a nightmare. I, I love my talk 12 year old face. <laughs> <laughs> all right well with that we've talked about all four games we we've done it we're on we're doing making good time too uh it's time we're gonna announce the next batch of games that we're gonna Ooh. do because this is we're gonna plan on having these be roughly on a, on a one month cadence where the aim is to have one out every month so probably the first or second week of each month is going to be the the general plan for that going forward for the next month, we're going to start telling you the games on the episode so you can play them at the same time yeah, and have takes on the games when the episode comes out. So, you disagree next... with us in real time. In yeah. real time. That's what Twitch chat is for. I'm playing yes. in the chat. We might listen to you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yep. I would request to go last. All I don't. Right. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll knock us in first because... Look, I gotta learn how to do this flying swallow kick, and I want everyone else to learn with me. It's time for y'all to play Ninja Gaiden. Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
Oh my god. The X-Gun waiting for to some proper old school character action games. Let's go, baby. And this is Ninja Gaiden 6. Not, not Ninja Gaiden 2, not Ninja Gaiden 3. The original. Ninja Gaiden 1. The original and arguably the best. Damn. Yeah, baby, that's what it's all about. That's what we've been waiting for. <laughs> Just because Sigma, Sigma 2 is not, not great because they, they they removed a lot of the cool stuff. But the, they added some other cool stuff in return. But you don't get like the cool death animations and whatnot. The other ones add. No. It was a real shame, but it's still good. I see. But one has all the goodies. It's it's the good version. I'm excited. Just keep in mind it is an original Xbox. <laughs> that is Okay. That's what I'm hoping for. That is fine. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go next? It's it's you or me why Alex is going last. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'll go. I'm going to pick Destroy All Humans. Because uh. I played that game when I was a kid, and there's the remake, or the, the remaster on Game Pass. It's a full remake. Excited. Yeah, the full remake, and uh, I am excited for you all to play it because I'm about to relive a bunch of childhood memories, and I cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, never played Great. it before, so I'm interested to see. Okay. Uh, mine, mine is Omori. I oh, played it. okay. Uh, you want to make us sad? <laughs> well, I don't know how. Uh, you might get sad in the first hour. I. You want us to make I, as sad as you are, Brett? <laughs> take you all down with me. Uh, I, I have. I have played a little bit of it but uh from what i played it was very good and i just want to play the rest of it so i've been i've been yearning for some good earthbound-esque action um i'm slowly going insane um slowly that's what slowly. alice does to you <laughs> <laughs> the uh, which is which is what all of you are about to do in in the procession to Calvary. Oh? What? Is this on Game Pass? Yeah, it is. I wanted to play this game for a long time. Well, now you do. What? This, this, be looks, a... like, <laughs> this looks like the animated sequences uh, from Monty yes. Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> yes, that's yes. exactly what it's like. That's awesome. This is rad. I'm so in. Yeah. All right. Sure those are our games for the next month. We'll be playing those and then doing the same thing that we just did with those in a month. Easy enough. <laughs> now we're to shout outs. It's the end of the episode. We do what we always do. We, we shout out some something that hopefully is good. Doesn't have to be, but hopefully it's not a one of those weeks where we have a bunch of bad stuff to shout out. Who's ready? Who's got one waiting? I'll I'll go. Shout out to the funny Lenny mission in Red Dead Redemption 2. I've been Lenny. playing the game recently, and there's a mission where you take uh, Lenny out to get drinks, and you guys get really, really drunk, and you just flop around the bar for like five minutes yelling out Lenny, and it's so funny. <laughs> and I love it. Very entertaining. All right. I'll go next. Well, give you guys time to think. I'm gonna give a big shout out to a uh, Warhammer 40k Inquisitor Martyr, which is it's a mouthful. It's one of the Warhammer games that was pretty universally disliked when it first came out, but has gotten major updates that make it really good. And I don't think I've had as much fun uh, incinerating heretical tyranids and other bad things as much as I have here, especially because 
the main character has like the Stranger of Paradise, I want to kill chaos level of yeah! single mindedness. Oh, <laughs> fully voice acted while you were just wa- wading through hordes of enemies in, in a top down ARPG style game. Ah. And it's so satisfying. It's very good. Uh, lots of passive trees, which I am always a big fan of. So I'm having a great time with that game. It's a, it's a nice blast em up. 40k ARPG that is very good uh, and you can there's like a whole not galaxy but a whole bunch of systems you can go to and then you can go to all the planets in them and get missions and go around it has like a really cool content structure for an ARPG that I haven't seen before I think it works really well oh nice very impressive alright who's next me go uh, oh um, I, I I watch anime sometimes on my own because I do you? Just, I, not this week, apparently. <laughs> uh, but uh, I finished just earlier today. I finished a show called Ergo Proxy, and I would highly recommend oh, that's it a good one. if you want to think about things and look at the color brown for twenty three episodes. It is. <laughs> Really, You're really, really selling good. it. You're Hard really side. selling it. Uh, when the first when the first episode ended and Paranoid Android by Radiohead was the credits music, <laughs> I started laughing because I thought it was I, my brain received the signals the same way that it does when I'm watching like a YouTube poop or something. <laughs> but it's an actually really good show. And I would highly which, recommend which YouTube poop, which is which is uh, uh apt because you said you're just staring at brown. Exactly. So it's perfect. <laughs> Very on brand. We're in Brown Town. <laughs> Uh-huh. He's revving Can't up. Hide. <laughs> the only one He's revving up. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to I'm not gonna say. Uh, shout out to oh where where was it? Uh, Chinatown Detective Agency. It, it's another. Mm-hmm. It was one of the other uh, games that I was considering. Also, uh, really forcing you guys to play. But it, it's it's very fun so far. I I love good point and click stuff. With there there is some narration, but it's not by an invisible guy. It's by it's by the person you're playing as. It's you're that. a detective. That's allowed. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll make it. Like, detective game and without that, narration would be out of place. Weird. It, it, yeah. It's that it's that object observation thing. Like, if Brett says it's okay, then it's okay. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking okay. forward to that and both Escape Academy when that comes out. Oh, um, that game looks very good. Looking forward to it too, Alex. We gotta play some Escape Academy. Yes! I don't know if it's multiplayer. I hope it is. Because that'd be very fun if it is. I I remember them saying something about, like, oh, you can play, like, two people can play it at the same time, but you'd be in a different room. Mm. And it could be, like, an escape race or something like that. That's cool. Alright. Well, that's the show. We did the show, as always... Tuesday morning, 7 anime sometime on the podcast platform of your choice, Twitch and YouTube at Double One Radio Gamescast. That's what we're doing while Alex shows his. Oh, I'm trying to show off the jeans. Legs. <laughs> the transition from me to Gene. Yep, it's man. what he's really going for here. And into some for shorts. a second, I there thought he was going to fall off of the chair. I am. 